Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Francisco L. Borges and the Melville Charitable Trust. Faith here with your podcast, Welcome Toast. It was novelist Ann Tyler who said, Ever consider what our pets must think of us? I mean, here we come back from the grocery store with the most amazing haul, chicken, pork, half a cow. They must think we're the greatest hunters on earth. Listen to our show in small bites or enjoy the whole thing. It's great to have you joining the party on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, inviting you to eat, drink, and be merry with us. We have the most amazing Indian food coming your way from a restaurant in Connecticut. It's called India, and Prasad Chernumala is our guest. It's his restaurant. He is a rock star in Indian cooking, so I'm so excited. And we have all kinds of tips how to make sauces for grilled steak, and on and on it goes. I can't wait. We have a wine to tell you about. My treasured food buddies are here, senior contributors Chris Prosperi, Alex Province, Mark Raymond, and as I mentioned, Prasad Chernumala. Robin Doyen Aiken is our senior producer and joins us on the show. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey. hey. All right, here we go. Let's start with this. First, I want to say... Happy Juneteenth. Now, I know this show is a little bit past that date, but this is the day that when word spread, starting in Texas, that slaves had been freed. So it is a great day of celebration for many African Americans. And so I wanted to I was thinking, oh, if only I had done this before, but I didn't want to let that pass. So happy Juneteenth, everybody. On to this. Can you beat an ice cream sandwich? No. No. What if you make it homemade? But what if I tell you how to make it in a way, the easy way, and mark your son, all your kids, (laughs) never mind all of us, okay, they're getting crazy, because this really is, I'm calling it ice cream sandwich, no, it's really a version of the Klondike bar, and so this is for you, and your kids are going to beg you to make this. My kid Julia, too. Really? She would love that. You're right, Prasad. So here's what I'm talking about. You take a container of your favorite ice cream. Keep the lid on. You take it off. doesn't matter. And then you take a sharp knife and you cut that container into four slices. With the right, ice cream in it? Right through wow. the container. The serrated four knife. Four slices. Yep. You could use serrated. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Sharp knife. And then you peel the edges off of the container. Uh-huh. Like okay. it's made for it. Now pop it on a sheet and stick it in the freezer so that okay. it refreezes. It's good and solid. Now while it's refreezing for about 10, 15 minutes or so, you're going to melt 
chocolate chips. We have the mm-hmm. recipe on the website, foodschmooze.org. You melt chocolate chips, mm-hmm. and then you get a little bowl of crushed nuts. And so, crunchy, and you crunchy. add a little, because you need this for the chocolate to adhere, a little refined coconut oil mm-hmm. to the chocolate. Okay. You know, stir, stir, stir. Now you're ready to go, right? So you okay. take the ice cream wedges out, and you put them right in the chocolate. You coat them on both sides okay. and then take the crushed nuts and oh. sprinkle them on the top, put them back on the sheet and put them in the freezer mm-hmm. for nice. about 20 minutes. And you have essentially an ice cream sandwich Klondike bar. <laughs> I love it. Homemade. I love it. And it's with your favorite ice cream. made with your, your favorite, favorite ice cream. cream. You, don't favorite have to, mm-hmm. you don't have to, your favorite chocolate, yeah. exactly. I Dulce love Valrona. You could, yeah. now, if you're not into chocolate or you're not into nuts, you could do crushed up cherries, diced up cherries. You could do some kind so of fruit on things. the outside. Yeah. Bananas. Coconut, banana, coconut. anything. The genius yeah. is cutting it in the carton. I never would have thought that. It's kind of made for it almost, right? Yeah. You know, I I picked this Who up gets somewhere. the small part down at the end? I picked this up somewhere <laughs> online. It all happened because of, you know, what Ben and Jerry's did. They, they started doing exactly what I'm describing yeah. in these, oh, in, you know, know these one-slice packages. Yeah. And so, of course, out in the blogosphere, people started fooling around. So I thought, I'm going to fool around. How about me fooling <laughs> around? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, can I introduce our special guest? Because as all of you know, we have all eaten at this restaurant. Well, I mean, his previous restaurants. I have yet to be to the one I'm going to talk about now. And I, because we have food in the room, I cannot wait to get there. This is Prasad Chernumala who has uh, restaurants in New Haven that I adore, Tali, Tali 1 and Tali 2, I call them. Yeah. Uh, one is vegetarian, the other one is not. And he has opened a restaurant in Blueback Square in West Hartford called India, and it is a hit there. Prasad, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Faith. It's, it's always a pleasure being here. Oh, me too. Me too, me too. So, Love your shows. And you know we all love you. We, I mean, seriously. And I'm going to make that chocolate uh, sandwich. <laughs> Are you? I will. I will. For the I love it. it. sounds so good. Are you making it for the ro- yeah. No, you're going to make kids. it for your kids. I'll start it at home for, for your us. family. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and for me because Absolutely. you're inviting me Absolutely. over. Okay, so um, here's what we have in the studio. Everybody mm. want to grab oh your God. dish. This yeah. is something Hoping from the restaurant, and it is it's heaven. You know when you go into an Indian restaurant and they have biryani, which is the rice dish with some kind of protein in it, Mm. and it might have their sort of standard sauces. And I love them. I've been to a million restaurants like that. I want to say to you, though, that Prasad Chernumala's restaurant, Indian, is one's in New Haven. These aren't the regular Indian restaurants. This is at a different, and I would say, he's never going to say this about himself, a much higher level. I'll second and that. And this is very regional, very refined, very delicious. But at India in Blueback Square in West Hartford, they're doing, he's got this thing going with these small plates, which mm. is the way so many people want to eat these days. Yeah. And so you taste don't a have lot to. Of stuff. Oh you can taste, yeah. yeah so, you can taste so many So, Prasad, tell me, what does biryani mean, the word? Uh, biryani is a meal. I, I come from a town uh, in India called Hyderabad. It's a, it's a town mm. dominated mm. by, you know, so equally good. by Muslims and uh, uh, Hindus and Christians. Okay. Uh, from the Nawab days, uh, a meal, which was a perfect meal, was something called Hyderabadi biryani. 
And the meat mm. or the protein, as you said, uh, it's all marinated in several spices and it's green chili mm. paste and lime juices and, oh my God. you know. Yeah, uh, it's so delicious. And you get this great basmati rice. And you mm. actually wow. take this rice and the raw protein, mm. put it together. Come on, you've never heard this before. Mm. You're going to put raw meat and rice and cook it at the same time. Wow. And when it yeah. comes out... It is delicious. I mean, it's Heaven. a meal so packed in one dish. But exactly. why, you know, so food so scientists would be going crazy yes. saying raw meat is touching the rice and it really can't do that till it's cooked. And yet, how, so how does the rice become purified from the bugs? How does that happen? Well, it, first of all, it's marinated for at least four hours so that itself Starts kind of cures cooking. Yeah. Uh, the cooking it's kind started. Of cured, yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's and then totally it cooks cooked. all the way through. It cooks all the way through, so the both are took, cooked together. I mean, another thing with you know with the scientists or anybody else, with even with the health departments. I mean, the type of food, the spices, what we use in Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever heard anybody ever get sick, other than you know they can have a little heartburn here and there if they think they had some hot it's food. They're not hot. used to it. Uh, but know? it's it's yeah. the oldest method of preserving of those spices, exactly. right? Can I mean, that's I? how we did it before refrigeration. Honestly. I just want to make a beeline to the restaurant based on this dish. You know how there's a dish. Do you know how there's a dish? So delicious. There's a dish where I call them. I don't mean this because there are plenty of things on the menu at places, but but I go to them and I have the same thing over and over and over. Not because of the other things. It's just because I love it so much. You crave it. Unfortunately, this is going to be one of those dishes. It's so delicious. I just had some other things you did. That was just a knockout too, Prasad. So. Um, what's the meat? It looks to me like lamb. This is a young, uh, it's young goat. Wow. And, uh, so but tender, how did so you delicious. marinate it? Because I've had mm. goat and it never tastes quite like so this. Soft. Well, it's, it's all natural uh, ingredients. We don't use any uh, typical tenderizers, but uh, we use raw papaya. Uh, yogurt, uh, green chili, and lime juice. Raw papaya. Raw papaya. So that has wow. enzymes or something that exactly. cooks, right? Kind yeah. of, you know, tears breaks, the muscle Breaks up down the muscle, yeah. yeah. Makes the meat more tender, more juicy, and tasty. So the rice oh. cooking with the meat, so the rice is absorbing all the juice from Absolutely. the meat. Absolutely, all the flavor. And if you can see the rice itself, one grain doesn't stick to the other one. That's no, yeah. the Falls technique of, of cooking good yeah. rice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, hey, so Faith, good. he does this chicken Manchurian. I'm sorry to interrupt, but oh my God, tell us about it because I can't eat enough of it. And it's, I can get like now four and nothing else. You mean well, four what? Four portions <laughs> of chicken Manchurian. <laughs> what, no, but when you say a portion, what do you it's mean? It's an appetizer, right? It, it's, it's an, an appetizer, appetizer. Yeah, one well, of the small plates. Well, I mean, I think India being such a vast uh, country uh, yeah. with a uh, billion plates, people yeah. we have different traditions the portuguese came and got us some french cuisine and yeah. used our spices into goa and yeah. you know great seafood and so, so on and so on is, is that right i, I never knew that absolutely they're the ones who actually you know came in to take the spices and preserve meats and seafood and we have we have like shrimp pickle i mean have you ever heard about that we have pork pickle pork windaloo uh they've done that but uh, Chris, what he's saying is totally something from the northern part of India, where the, whether it's Tibetans or Nepal or Chinese, they have come through. They got the Chinese ingredients, the Asian stir fries into the country. Now, Indian cooks and chefs have used Indian ingredients and made it real, real good. That's why the chicken Manchurian, once you have a bite, you definitely need four portions of that. <laughs> it's absolutely I mean, for me, it took a little time when I came to America to try Chinese food. It took me a few years to get used to that. Uh, it's made more for locals here. But when I came from India, the Chinese food was totally close to Indian food for us. I mean, using of that, the cilantro, the chilies, the real soy sauce, wow. and uh, 
almost not much sugar at all. I mean, they used a bit of vinegar and things like that, but the food is That's so sweet. tasty. The Chinese food is hot in India. It's, mm-hmm. When I say hot, I mean, not uh, taste-wise hot, but it's really, you go well, to any five-star hotel, you have good Chinese food in India. But is food hot all over India, or does it go by region? Like in China, there are regions where the food is super hot because they had little access to refrigeration. They used the, the peppers to preserve the meats and the fish or whatever it might be. Is that the case in India, or uh, is everybody into hot food? It's a great question. I mean, food doesn't have to be, Indian food doesn't have to be hot all over the country. Typically, some parts of southern India uh, tend to use a little more of chilies, but the northern part of India uses more of dairy and milk and cream and things like that, where the food is not that spicy at all. But overall, it's just a misconception about Indian food being two things. Do you like Indian food? It's like, no, it's hot. I mean, that's not true at all. (laughs) I mean, a lot of delicious food of India is not definitely hot at all. Yes, there are a lot of spices used, and you have to know how to use them. And... It's just addictive. It's very addictive. Once you like that food, it's very addictive. Agreed. That's why I'm there so often. (laughs) Well, I love it. And as with certain foods and certain cultures for me, I like everything from what you would call the junkiest kind up to the the most refined kind. It's all good with me because it has some kind of flavor combination that I really love. And I could go through all of them. I could go through Portuguese and Italian, (laughs) Chinese. But this... There's something about what people who are cooking at your level do where I can taste the real combination of spices. And I mean kind of the flavors of them, not the heat. And so it's so interesting and delicious. Uh, I crave it. When my friends ask me why I keep going there, the one thing you taste when you go there is Prasad's passion and love for cooking in every dish. And Mm -hmm. that is so special that it makes you just, as soon as you're done eating, it's crazy to think, but you want to go back. It's like perfection. Yeah, I'm like, I never have leftovers. How do I not have leftovers? I ordered all this food. So so let me, Prasad, what about basmati rice? Would you say this is the king of rice or the queen of rice Uh, in India? It's probably the king and the queen. uh, (laughs) That's the best rice. The real basmati rice is also uh, probably still in India. It doesn't even come out of India because the the growth is so limited. It's with all the richy, rich people who get the real basmati rice. It's the suburbs which, you know, typically it's the same soil. So they're still growing good basmati rice. It's close enough. But I think the real basmati rice stays right in India. And the rice what we get here is also very good, but not as... How do we get it? Uh, you got to <laughs> smuggle it in. You got to know you gotta go and How do you know what makes it great? What What are you looking for? Wait, I was going to get to the part where oh. I really love him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love you, Prasad. Well, let's go to we India. We love then. you. Do you, it, do, you, have you, do you have a jacket with a really special lining? For the rice. <laughs> rice lined coat. Does that show up on the no. body scan? Do they care if you bring rice into the country? They don't. Do it's perfectly legal to bring in rice. It's Can you go online product. and get the real thing? Don't get me wrong. You do have great rice, great basmati rice. I would like America Indian right moguls to contact me right exactly. now. <laughs> well, you're actually having the moguls biryani right now. So Is that seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But also one more thing I think I want to add to that, uh, besides flavors and what we're talking about, is all the health aspect. Mm. Indian food and the spices have yeah. so many benefits yep. to human yeah. body. It's very antiquated, old cuisine, old type of cooking. And probably even when I learned how to cook, even watching my mom or colleges or other chefs, I probably wouldn't even never think, why are they adding this? So, for example, as a fatita we had yeah. this morning. Yeah. 
or uh, turmeric or fenugreek. I mean, these are such good antioxidants mm. and anti-inflammatory. I always have this favorite uh, story to tell people. When I got a cut on my finger, my mom would typically immediately pick up a pinch of turmeric, yeah. put it on my finger where the bleeding stops. Wow. And it's take, like iodine. Exactly. Takes a piece of cloth and ties it up. Guess what? I mean, it's cured in a day. Yeah, and there's yeah. never been an antiseptic issue. Yeah. So can you imagine mm. your body is so good inside? Wow. No? Okay. Yeah. So I have a friend who had cholesterol issues, major cholesterol issues, and uh, didn't do well on the uh, statins. And so had read a lot of Indian blogs about turmeric and so began having turmeric tea four cups every morning, sure. putting turmeric in the salad dressing in the evening, using as much as was conceivable for sure. the food. And through that has remained with the lowest cholesterol, brought it all down through these methods. I mean, normally wow. every She's now culture, orange, but. you know, <laughs> every, every culture says things about this, and you think, is this true? Is this? I think so, it's true. Costco is yeah. selling them now, but, yeah. but you know, guess what? Cooked turmeric is better than uncooked. Mm -hmm. So come to me. Really? So in Absolutely. the in the pan you when you sort of heat Google. it up in the pan? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. with yeah. the oil. Yeah. yeah. Well. And then there are questions about what does it need to be combined with to make it blossom in its way. But, I mean, I'm just... Put it on a steak. I put it <laughs> on well, that's what she does. She puts she does. it on her oh, steak. Oh, really? And a little hot oil in the pan, cast yeah. iron, puts yeah. it on her steak. She's amazing. Wow. Okay. Oh, my goodness. We have so much coming your way. We've got a great rosé. Wait till you hear the price on this. Unbelievable. More mouthwatering conversation and fun ahead on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, celebrating the food of India this time. I hope you will make a charitable contribution to Feed the Hungry we're online now at foodschmooze.org, and we'll be right back. Cornbread said, now that's all right. Beans. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. So good that song. Hey, the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a way to so do it. It's the way the li a lot of us <laughs> listen this way, even to our own show. Um, here's the thing. I mean, I know we're actually doing the show, but when you want to hear afterward what's going on, you sign up for the podcast at our site. Easy. It means a copy of the show. It's free, and with that, you get the archive of all the podcasts. So if you said, "Remember they were talking about," and you want to go back, you yeah. can do that. Okay, so you just go to foodschmooze.org, and it says sign up for the podcast. I'm with my treasured food buddies, Chris Prosperi, chef and co-owner of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut. 
wine brokers Alex Province and Mark Raymond, and our special guest, Prasad Chernumala, who is chef and owner of the restaurant called India in Blueback Square in West Hartford. He's also chef and owner of Tali Restaurants in New Haven. And Oaxaca. And Oaxaca, Oaxaca. I forgot. Don't forget that. Oaxaca people is the fusion Uh of Indian and Mexican food, and it's a knockout. Okay, but but anyway, (laughs) back to Blueback Square because I want the dish I just ate. Um, So, Prasad, hang right in there because uh, we're going to go over to something, although I want your comment on this because Mm. as you might remember, I want to say what happened. Right now there's a recipe on our site, and it's called garlic crab at foodschmooze.org. Type in in the search garlic crab because here's what happened. A woman named Rashmi Talpade came to us. She's an artist in New Haven. I met her because I was so blown away by her collage art Mm. that can show an entire city in one square Ooh, with wow. her the way she photographs things and pastes them together it's yeah. amazing work we get talking and she starts talking about this recipe that wow. is in her family yeah, yeah. that you cannot get in restaurants in india even and prasad yeah, yeah. will know what i mean by that yes so yes. prasad has said to me in the past you either eat on the street where the street food's amazing and we're going to get to that or you eat with a mother in her home. Oh, and so yeah. this is oh. what we've got. So Rashmi Talpade lives here mm-hmm. as an artist here and shared her family recipe. It's called garlic crab. And was that oh, delicious? Wow. So good. I so rich. Wow. Uh, Prasad, as a chef who knows Indian cooking as much as you do, what is your thought about that dish? Uh, it, it just reminded me of... Uh, Home food right away. I mean, your I own home. Home food, yeah. I mean, I, I went to college in Pune, close to Bombay, and uh, which is Mumbai now. And I'm from southern part of India, Hyderabad. There's another region below Bombay called Konkan region. That's where all the coastal cuisine happens. And uh, I, I do one ah. dish called the Konkan crab, which is again with garlic and butter. And uh, this one is more that zinc to that where, it, you know, I would eat at home or my wife or my mom is cooking. Oh, you know, it's yeah. absolutely delicious. Yeah. It's a knockout. Yeah. Uh, it really is a knockout. So um, I just thank you so much for giving us this. She gave us the little jar of all the spices, yeah. one of which she smuggles back from India. Sure. Yeah, tell us about that so, one, so, Chris, Asafoetida. So that's also in Greek cooking. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But asafoetida is actually used in uh, some parts of homes in India, not everywhere, not every restaurant, not every chef. How do you uh, describe the... It's a resin resin product from a tree, from huge, big trees, and it tastes just like garlic or even better than garlic. And there are certain communities and religions in India where they are not allowed to eat garlic by their own uh, religion and custom. Wow. So this takes place uh, in, in place of garlic. But not only that, me, as whether you're rich or poor, whatever, a perfect meal can be, especially for poor people. I mean, they, don't, they mm-hmm. can't even afford, you know, good basmati rice, anything like that. You know, not, even jasmine rice, I would probably say luxury. Yeah. They would get like this broken rice, whatever, they steam, steam the rice. Yeah. And then they take this like cup of lentils. A cup yeah. of lentils is probably a dime. You're yeah. going to buy that. All you add is a little bit of salt, boil yeah. that up, and mm-hmm. then you temper so the hing, the asafoetida, yeah. really releases its aroma asafoetida. when you temper a It releases its aroma when on heat. So you take this little uh, pan, drop of oil, yeah. 
a drop mm. of asafoetida, yeah. turmeric, and put that back in the dal once it's oh, boiled. Yeah. It's the that what is rice it about that aroma. Oh my god! But that is rice that and, and dal once you have it, you're yeah. in heaven. Simple. You're in heaven. How simple. Many, it's simple. How many things have we gotten from communities that are underserved, under resourced? We'll say, you know, poor yeah. communities. You yeah. know, yeah. the haves, the haves nots. Because they're making do, and yet want, they want it to be as delicious as they can make it, and we end up having something so amazing. Absolutely. What you just described. Absolutely. I'm we holding the jar <laughs> of, of Rashmi's asafoetida, <laughs> and I'm going to spell it for you in a second, but the smell of this is so dazzling. Absolutely. And deep. And yeah. there are very, you yeah. know, there are cultures where there's, there's a famous chef in France who... You know, he will go out into the forest and he'll try pine needles. He'll taste them and sure. he'll say, I can make something from this. This is an amazing. So so this is a resin from a tree. These it are, is. It is. This I is how we get food. Yeah. Absolutely. Mushrooms yeah. are what? You know, yeah, I mean, I it's just fungus. Yes. So, yes. Um, it's almost so like Old Bay or something. It's so it's rich and deep. Only better. Better. You know? yeah. So asafoetida <laughs> is spelled A-S-A as in asa. Fotida is F O E. There's the sneaky letter. T I D A. Yep. Asafotida. Absolutely. And let me pass that on to you and Mark Brissett to it's, smell it's also the if freshness. You, if, if, uh, Can you get of, it? If, yeah. if any of the listeners are going yeah. to your store and probably has asafotida, the chances are you're not going to get that yeah. in Indian stores. So ask for Hing. H I N G. Oh, so it has a different name. It, well, it's a local name. Local Hing. name. Hing. H I N G. We should put that on the website. In an Indian uh, store. Where is it? Where oh, Cosmos. Cosmos. Cosmos is Middle in, Eastern. Uh, and, yeah. Yes, yes. And they have a lot of Indian ingredients. And you can get it online too. Whether you look under Asafoetida or, or Hing. Hing. I like, I it smells good, right? Yeah. So, so at so our site, though, foodschmooze.org, instructions on how to make this, exactly, her family recipe, this is an incredible honor for us to have this. So, and, and Chris made it. Chris, you did a great job on that. I followed that, that her, so I good. followed her instructions. And you'll and see photographs of yeah. the dish as Rashmi makes it. Yeah. And Chris just made it for us. Yeah. Following her recipe to the exactly tea. I followed it to, to the T, and I we to did the sure. same thing. I'd like to know yeah. where she's getting her crab, though. <laughs> These are the biggest crab I've ever yeah, seen. I know, this right? is like Russian. I used a, yeah, I used Dungeness. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yours it. was yeah. really we, we, good. We, we, yeah. Okay, India, so India has a lot of crab. Just yeah. go in the search box at foodschmooze.org and put in garlic crab. And you will see her recipe, and I mm. hope you will see her art show as well, because her art is unbelievable. It's in New Haven. Okay, Mark Raymond, can yes. we get to your wine before you start talking about street food in India being killer <laughs> and how you can actually get it at the restaurant India at Blueback Square? I'm going tonight. I, okay, so I know I want to. This Rioja is delicious. It makes me want to order a case in a minute. This is that line of wines that you have discovered, Baron Delay, B-A-R-O-N as in Baron, D-E, and then L-E-Y. It's on the site. We have a picture of the label, what to say at your wine store, call ahead, because they can't stock everything. They'll have it for you, a good wine store, within 24 hours. This is made in Rioja in Spain. What's the price on this? I don't even know. The (laughs) the price on this would be $11. $11. $11, yeah. I love the color. It's just you a, said to me this is so affordable. It's so affordable. <laughs> it's a delicious oh rosé. Everyone can get their own bottle. <laughs> yeah. It's got wonderful notes of like <laughs> strawberry and cranberry. 
So delicious. I love it. So um, this is made in the Rioja region. Alex and Mark, how big a region is that? I've never understood. I've never been to Spain. I'm dying to go. How big is this region? It's beautiful. It's in the north of Spain. So if you're in Madrid and you drive four hours north, you'll hit a mountain range, the Cantabric mountain range. And then they're just on the southern side of that. And their vines go right up to this cliff that pops straight up out of the ground. And it shields that region from all the rain that would normally hit Galicia and Ireland. Of all the regions mm. I've been to, Rioja is the most picturesque region in the world. Yeah, and it's, it's gorgeous. probably the most well-known and largest growing region, I believe, in, so, in all of Spain. Let's come back to how this wine is made, because we care about that. We know oh, yeah. that 300, is it 300 additives? Or more. Or more. Or wow. more. Was it a thousand? I, mean, I want to say crazy, a thousand. Crazy number of additives can yeah. be, as the word suggests, added to wine. And they don't have to and label it, And they're not right? so great. And they're not labeled sugar. They're pumping in sugar and chemicals that would make your hair stand on end. If you flip over the bottle, it'll have that seal, the Rioja seal, the DOC. And they regulate every single aspect of the production from how many grapes can be grown, how close together, which varietals, whether it can be irrigated, if they can use fertilizers. When they harvest, it's all. this is all wholesomely made beautiful stuff. They'll weigh all the grapes going into the vineyard. For $11. They'll weigh all the seeds and skins coming out of the vineyard. A winemaker in Rioja told me they go around each single vine, and a vine makes about a bottle, 12 times pruning throughout the year. One person will, will service. It's almost like a rose bush. They take so much work, and it's all done by hand. So, Mark. Yes. Wow. The grape in here is 100% Grenache. It's very little skin contact when they first press the grapes. So you get this wonderful, deep mm. texture to the wine, but yet crisp and vibrant bright fruit so when we say pink wine we don't mean sweet wine Mm or semi-sweet wine we don't mean anything like that this is dry (laughs) wine no sugar no sugar so delicious no sugar added yet luscious this is luscious and it's it's eleven (laughs) dollars i mean really if you're going to get for summer drinking as more and more people are getting into these rosés, the, you know, the pink wine, yeah. this is a great one. I would say Fuchmo's stamp of approval, not only for how it tastes and price, but because of how it's made. This is 2016 Rioja. Just to even prove it, by law, they're not allowed to have more than residual sugar, four grams of sugar per liter. So, and they're probably around two. A lot of commercial wines have 10 grams of sugar per liter on the market. So there is zero sugar. And here's exactly. the thing with this wine. I had just had a bite of Prasad Chernumala's, uh dish from his restaurant, India. Many people don't think of having rosé with red meat, in this case, goat. And I do. I will drink rosé yeah. straight through a meal. Oh, yeah. And Before all of us. I think that's yeah. true for all yeah. of us. Or just sipping on the porch. It was delicious. <laughs> I'm getting a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it cools you down. Right? It does. It's and so got, refreshing. I, yeah. And I got a nice pool to sit on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely great poolside. But Prasad, Chris was saying you're one of the first people to really do French wines and Spanish wines with your cuisine. Yes. Doing uh, Indian food with European classic wines. 
Absolutely. I started uh, that back in the late 90s, yeah. I believe. And uh, yeah. we were uh, probably one of the first ones in Fairfield County to really educate not only food, but also uh, good wine. And, you know, so many good Rieslings go so but well with this. Prasad, <laughs> I remember in Fairfield County coming to your restaurant back then. Yes. <laughs> all those years ago, I said to you, tell me the one thing you think I should drink. And you said, a pomegranate, was it a martini? A pomegranate, a pomegranate martini? margarita, probably. Margarita, uh-huh. pomegranate margarita. A big glass like a, that was. Like a <laughs> swimming pool-sized glass. Killer. <laughs> okay. Oh, killer with Forget the Forget the wine, give me that. <laughs> You're not doing it's that. A hot, it's a hot day. Yeah. Okay, let me do a couple things, because I want to ask Prasad. I'm, we're so lucky to have him here to come into the studio. It's my lucky day. Oh, right back at you. So can I just tell you this one thing? We do food, wine, and cocktails. And we do the wine and cocktails because so many people request that of us. And it's also our interest. But for those who are watching calories or those who don't drink alcohol or do but don't want to on any given occasion, I absolutely love this tip from Cook's Illustrated a long time ago. And they said... Here's how to infuse your water. You know when you're preparing your strawberries, you've you've rinsed them and then you cut the tops off and we throw them away or people put them in compost. They said, put them in a container of water and let them sit there even just for an hour and it will infuse the water with this kind of strawberry floral quality. Wow. Mm. No calories. Yeah. Delicious water. Isn't yeah. That the this time best? of year, I have tons of strawberries in the restaurant. I'm totally going to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I put a bucket of that in the compost every day. So, what do I think to myself? <laughs> we really could do this with any fruit of the yeah, season yeah. watermelon or yeah. blueberries Oranges, or strawberries or cherries or anything. You could yeah. do it with vegetables, you know, and with cucumbers and. Yeah basil and but this in particular was really interesting and to very me. timely with the strawberries sure. and you're not yeah. wasting the tops yeah hey are no. any of you grilling avocados yes i make grilled anybody? avocado guacamole okay oh really smoky yeah. it gets mm. that smoky yeah. right and then just make it like you would any you don't have to change your guacamole recipe just take the two halves put them on the grill first and then make your guacamole wow. oh, yeah. okay i gotta tell no. you fast because no. food network magazine did a thing about different stuff to do with avocados even though they're expensive right now Cut it in half, brush each avocado half with a little olive oil mixed with tahini and lemon. Tahini paste and lemon, and then they grilled them. And I thought, ooh. Doesn't that sound good? Okay. So we have Prasad here. He's going to stay with us, Chef Prasad. And we're going to talk about what happens when you walk down the street. So many cultures have given us their street food, Mm. and it is to die for. We may not know that when we eat it, but really, that's where it started. And it's Mm. among the most delicious food going. And when you're in the country, it costs almost nothing. So we want to talk to him about that. And don't forget chicken watermelon tacos. Isn't that a good idea? Oh, yeah. Chicken and watermelon tacos. We love the local. Please support your local food growers and food makers. We're online right now at foodschmooze.org. We'll be right back.
this is the Food Schmooze Party offering the richness of life. And coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the east end of Long Island, the Hamptons, of course. The senior producer is Robin Doyon Aiken. And to hear this show on WNPR, it airs Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. People plan their shopping, lunches <laughs> around what we're talking about. So they set out of the driveway as we're playing the show, and then they go <laughs> and head toward wherever. Then, right in this to India case, today. In this case, Blueback mm-hmm. Square in West Hartford, the restaurant India, which is right there, and the chef and owner, Prasad Chernumala, is with us on the show. He also has restaurants in New Haven, the Tali restaurants. And, and New Canaan and uh, Richfield. Yeah, see. Uh, And Oaxaca and and Don't forget Oaxaca. (laughs) Can I just say, he's going to kill me for saying this, but I happen to know that there are some of the richest people in the world in India, the the moguls, I call Uh them, sometimes will fly in here to eat this man's food. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there you go. We certainly had one. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay, um, can I just say I mentioned chicken, watermelon, tacos, because all you do is put in the stuff that you like inside your taco, you know, grilled chicken that you've cut up. And some people will put cabbage, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, Mark, what you do at your house. You know, the chopped tomato, cilantro, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And you throw jalapeno, Uh a little bit of jalapeno for me. Mm -hmm. And there's usually a little cheese in mine. But watermelon and cheese is actually quite good together. Mexican cheese, feta, you just, avocado, you just chop up some watermelon and and in these cubes and you throw it into your taco. That's a good idea. I like that. With some feta cheese or some of that right yeah i know or shrimp and watermelon i've done some some fruits in the past but this sounds good (laughs) refreshing so sweet (laughs) okay hey you want to find out about street food please yeah let's talk about street food okay first i'm still thinking about the one he made mark raymond you know argentina really well argentina Argentina. (laughs) (laughs) is there street food there that yeah choripan a sausage in a bun with chimichurri. Ah. Choripan. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a street food in France or no, Austria, No, but I go Chris? to Mexico, <laughs> and they do what I absolutely love, and they do tahine, which is that spice that's dehydrated oh, yeah. lime, chili, and salt. It's on my refrigerator door. And I always bring back some, but you get it here now. Yeah. And they put that on fruit, and yeah. then they serve it on sticks. Yeah. And you get oh. either watermelon or fresh oranges, and they dipped in that, and on a With hot... Lime. Hot day. Also, oh. can I just say that yeah. on corn yeah. on grilled corn on oh, the cob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. T A J I N tahine. You say, yeah. and you can get it in any kind Love of Latin it. market. Yeah. Or many. And you just sprinkle it on with the butter, and it is just to die for. And there's no weird stuff in there, by the way. No, just those three ingredients. Okay. Dehydrating lime. In Spain, you have so much to choose. In Spain, you have to do churros, all the sausages, on the grill. Churros is like the long donut (laughs) with dip in it. Churros con chocolate. (laughs) That is the best. (laughs) Now we're going. Right over here to Prasad Chernumala of India. When we go to India, I mean street food. It's the best food. But what uh, the world did you just make for us that street food was well, stunning? Every country has its own name. It's called a chat. Chat bandar. Chat means chaat. literally lick. It's so good ah, that you want to lick your last great. 
bite off your plate. You can have bhel puri, you can have pani puri. Pani puri is like the puff semolina puffs. We can have dahi puri, which is like semolina puff again. Wait, we have to say what we're talking about because <laughs> yeah. we yeah. have what them, the so puffs? we know. So w- if you go to a, an Indian restaurant, you can get this thing called puri, and it's this puffed thing that comes to the table, and inside might be shrimp in a sauce, yes. and and it's all delicious. So. This thing you made was yes. with little tiny ones. Yes, so it's a tiny little crispy semolina puff. And in typically on street food of India, it's with, filled with chickpeas and potatoes. But here I go with the local farmers. I mean, I get corn, I get mushrooms, I get mm. whatever I see. You can put potatoes. Whatever you like. It's your choice. You take that. But that doesn't end there. It's Like starts, a taco party. Exactly. Yeah. But but what, what makes it happen at chart is that you have the tamarind, sweets, uh, mm. chutney with a little bit of dates and raisins. Then you have mint and cilantro. Yeah. Then you have a sweet yogurt. And then you have chopped up Wait cilantro, Wait do they mint. do that on the street or is this a uh, home no, thing? Uh, is this a, it's it's, it's on the, the street. Right? I mean, I, I kind of work around the street food on that, but it's definitely on the street. It's really delicious. Wow. And then you make this little spice mix with uh, dry mango powder, cumin, chili powder, oh. and oh. just sprinkle a little oh. bit. And that's the first bite what you get in. Oh it's like, Lord. oh, my God. And then you want you more, and you want more, and then you want more. And you said in India, somehow they memorize what each person wants, and then somebody else is yeah. is keeping track of, what, 40 of these, yeah, you know, because yeah, they're the yeah. size of a half dollar. Yeah, the mental math is so good with this roadside uh, street vendor uh, food. I mean, the guy is selling, you know, to hundreds of people. There's no computers. There's no point of sales and anything like that. You know? <laughs> no credit cards. Uh, no, no credit Apple cards. Not, 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 not even a pencil and a paper. <laughs> I mean, here track? is Faith, here is Chris, here is Alex, Mark, yeah. everybody's standing in line. You had 10, you had 15, 18. Robin is having 20. And Robin. Oh, sure. yeah. Had a girl. That's why we love Robin. Little then, mama. And, then, and the guy is so fast making these little puris for you, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, by the time you count go five, you circle. got a second bite, third oh. bite. And, and somehow they make them so that when you're finished with your bite, yeah. they're ready with the next they bite. I ready. love so that. They're ready, they're ready, they're ready. And then even the liquids what to come on on your plate after you eat the puri itself, you'll lick and finish it up. Because and it's that's so why good. it's called so chat. Oh. It's called chat, yeah. Oh, and people the make these in your in their homes too? They the, do, the but it's not the, it's not as much as fun being yeah. on the street and eating mm-hmm. somebody's doing the work for you. It's a lot of work. I mean, if you really look at it, we saw the table, how many things we had I on know. that. I mean, Did you make the, I mean, do you do serve this at the restaurant or is it I too do, much? I do, I do, I do. This is what you I'm going to do. Gonna do I do. The next time I have people over there, I'm just going to say I need enough for 10. I'm going to call up India and you get all the sauces. Yeah. And you do you get, them, put yeah, them and together. Then, oh. and, uh, and let the people put them together as they come Can in. I'll show them how to do party? one. Oh, yeah. Right? It's going to be, it's the best way yeah. to start I'll, a party. I'll just charge you a consulting fee. There you go. Okay. I got the Oh right my yeah. goodness. <laughs> wow. Or do people and when when you serve it, do you serving them little bowls of the condiments and they make it themselves or do you stuff the little puri? I stuff the puris in the restaurant. Good, it's very good. easy. All Cause you cuz you made yeah. mine and I was just dying the right over the combination. Like the whole bite. But if you Put saw that yeah, it's, it's, it's a one bite. You can't yeah. do two bites so unless the, you want to go to dry cleaners. Yeah. So, so <laughs> and we asked Prasad to make it both gluten-free and because this is semolina wheat. So yes. if you have gluten issues, no. And he made it a little cardboard boat. 
Oh yeah. Like and bowl, and then yes. did the whole thing. Yes. And so all you're missing is that little wheat skin. Yes. And there you go. But so the there's no reason. The and you had the crunch from those. What were those chickpea noodles, right? Yes. You have a little crunch from that chickpea. Yes. Noodle. So I'm surprised that puff couldn't be made with chickpea as well. Make it gluten free. Uh, I think you can. You just have to experiment. Because uh, it crunches can the fun part. Can like, you experiment for yeah. gluten free people? We actually do uh, gluten free uh, bread, rotis. So it's uh-huh. chickpea, chickpea. You do? Chickpea flour. Chickpea flour. No, I'm not doing it right now, but I can. You Le- can. If you're gluten free, anybody. I mean, Indian food is probably 95% gluten free and yeah. vegetarian. I mean, it's a paradise. So yeah. no. <gasps> if you know a vegetarian, it's so, definitely so where to go. Yeah. With the small plates at India, you're doing. Really, a kind of divine version of street food, right? I oh mean, my God! I take this uh, baby kale and make it like what you had this morning, like the chart. People are going like it's it's kale is going out of business. I mean, they're eating every single day. But you just roll it in the kale? Or? No, what I do just you I just do a flash fry of that with the chickpea flour. Okay. So it's crispy. So it's it's, it's again gluten free. Yeah. It's crispy, and yeah. then you add this raw onions, tomatoes, and dressed oh, with chicken. I had and it, and you eat it. We eat at the bar. Oh, yeah. The people next to us were ordering yeah. it, and I said, I don't really eat kale, and they said, you have to try it. And then yeah. it comes over. It was so crispy, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can I find out, are you serving your okra? Oh, yeah, yeah the, the golden uh, okra. I, yeah. Now, I am not someone who's a, a big fan of okra. I would probably say, no, thank you, you know, that slippery version. Prasad oh, no, it's fries so good. it. Yeah. And <laughs> out comes something with, Heaven. I don't know what in the world is in there, but it is like crack. We had I mean, that, too. <laughs> that <was laughs> just, exactly. Yeah. Incredible. Well, we try to, I mean, we've changed a lot of people who don't like cauliflower, don't like okra, don't like kale. I mean, they come back for that now. Yeah. And it, is it the spices or, or method of uh, cooking? I think a combination. I mean, yeah. method of cooking is one, but I think the spices... Because you're frying? Things get so good. We could be grilling. Right? We could be doing something yeah. else. But I think it's end of the day, it's the spice, I think, and the yeah, style I of too. cooking. And, I, I, I always too. tell people, too, when I bring them there, to bring home sauces. Yeah. And take home sauces, and they're great for yeah. when you're grilling in the summer, Look, to have one of those two to just... Just put on your grilled chicken or grilled fish. Because oh, yeah. this is a higher mm-hmm. level of Indian cooking mm-hmm. than many people might be used to. Certainly in India, you you might find something like this. Yeah. But people associate who don't like Indian food say, "Oh no, no, it's too hot." No, you yeah. know, or "Oh no, it, that's not what's going on here." Uh, Certainly, no. you could ask the kitchen to do something hot, and it would blow your brains out. Yeah. Well, absolutely, because <laughs> I'm sensitive so, but, too. But I, it just has the hum. It doesn't hurt your mouth. No, it just no, like just adds humming. like depth and. It's a good word. Okay, <laughs> um, because we're in the season of berries right now. Sure. I wanted to give a tip about how to do a fast whipped cream, and I want to know from Chris if he ever does this. Do you ever use, a lot of people have bought those immersion blenders mm-hmm. to do soups yep, sure. and whip them up fast mm-hmm. or to do, make something. Gaspacho. Margaritas. Gaspacho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we should do a little thing on uh-huh. that. Yeah. Um, so whipped cream you can do in seconds. Yep. Suddenly minutes seem so long, don't I they? Know, when right? <laughs> with a <the> beater. <laughs> if you put that immersion blender into heavy cream, boom, whipped cream in seconds. It's a wow. really fast way to do it. Oh. A little sugar, a little vanilla, sure. as I like yeah. it. Yeah, you know what else I use? I have the little frother for my cappuccino. Yeah. If you're only making like a cup of whipped cream, that works too. Oh, that little, no. you know, that little guy. Yeah, oh, it's the same fantastic. thing. It's just a little version of that, and it's got a little yeah. agitator on the bottom, and it spins. I, was, I use that thing right? from Isn't IKEA. Yeah. Ninety-nine. Uh-huh. What is it like? No, it's a dollar like twenty-nine. Yeah, a couple bucks. Yeah, it's we use it in our coffee I, every morning. Yeah. I yeah. use it in my tea every morning. Yeah. I put in froth it up. Cinnamon. 
Yeah. Clove yeah. and turmeric. Turmeric. Nice. Oh, wow. You and you go. give it a little my, zip with in that? In my chai tea. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's just bagged chai that, tea. That, it's not the real thing. Then add some local honey. Yeah, there you I go. I know. I'm local. trying to oh, stay away from immunity. the sugar. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar. <laughs> am, I, am I ringing your bell? Are you a chai guy? Chai, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Every day, one, one cup in the morning. With lots of milk? Uh, or? Milk, a uh, little bit of cardamom, turmeric, honey. I like it. Oh. You know, so no coffee. I have coffee in the evening. So at night. Yes. Okay. Well, I, he's got to work go late. No. <laughs> okay, I have to get a condo. No. More in this the guy now. More, more in the evening. Than <laughs> we have more condos than anyone on earth. Oh, I was roaming around the east end of Long Island. So that's the North Fork and the South Fork of mm-hmm. Long Island. The South Fork, the Hamptons, you know, mm-hmm. the glitterati, I say. But really, it's <laughs> not houses. just, it's really <laughs> not just that. It's so yeah. beautiful. It and really real people is. Too, right? Yes, absolutely. And then on the North Fork are all the vineyards and farms on the water, and mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Just a kind of slower pace out there. So I was on the other side, the South Fork, where Hamptons and stuff. I picked up my friend Emily Cobb, who is one of my eating buddies out there, and her service dog, Bon Bon. I'm his godmother. And off (laughs) we went. We went to a a restaurant in downtown East Hampton, which is one of the most beautiful main streets in America. It's Mm. gorgeous. And we went to a restaurant there called Chita Nuova, Mm. um, New City, Chita Nuova. So it's kind of a modernized Italian and I had some of the best linguine and clams, really? little oh, manila oh, clams oh, with a shaved garlic, yeah. oh, lots of gorgeous yummy. olive yeah. oil. Broth, oh, my garlic. goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Emily had this uh, burrata, which is uh, buffalo mozzarella, which is in season right now from Italy, made from buffalo milk with heirloom tomatoes, arugula, and sliced avocado. Bon Bon the dog, we put butter and bread, (laughs) ripped it into pieces, and fed it to Bon Bon. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it was just great. Um, Prasad Chernumala. Yes. Thank you, Chef, for coming on the show, traveling from West Hartford and Fairfield County. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Coming on the show. Thank you for cooking for us and giving us a sample. Anytime. Anytime. Really, such a pleasure. Mark, thank you for that incredible wine at 10.99 on the show. (laughs) If you're just joining us, please listen to this show. (laughs) And Chris for making Rashmi Talpaides, amazing garlic crab. Go to our website and type in garlic crab on search, and you will see something that even restaurants in India do not have. Okay, so you've got to try it. Alex, thank you as always. Robin, thank you. I love these people to death, as you can see. (laughs) We love you. you. As you can hear. (laughs) We're on WNPR Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. Weekdays, listen for my 60-second food schmoozes. Our slogan, never eat more than you can lift. In New Haven, I'm Faith Middleton. Thanks for listening to the podcast on your schedule. And when you need a little party in your life, we're here and online all the time at foodschmooze.org. And of course, also on Facebook at Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. See you there.